coming to you from Columbus, Ohio. Welcome to another episode of Just Cal. <laughs> Welcome to Just Calvin. I am your host, obviously, Just Calvin, and I'm here with Justin B. Moore. Uh, just in. Hi. Uh, hi. Yes, yeah. Uh, I was going to say, uh, yeah, I do have a real name. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, my name is Justin Sindel. I'm the uh, co-membership coordinator of the Maryland Green Party, um, and yeah, so I'm pleased to be here. Talk a little bit more about strategy with you, and. Uh, kind of get into some some questions and and uh, have some fun here today yeah uh it's a pleasure to have you on uh i used to do uh uh green party interviews mostly because that's the only real party that will actually give me me, uh, uh, a day as far as uh interviewing goes so anyway so i uh, i I am willing to talk with anybody anywhere who is willing to to hear us out um i really uh I feel like we are here as a party to be what the Democrats wish they were, what they should be, and what they aren't, uh, and what they can't be because of the corporate donors. Like if we if we had a democratic a democratic party that actually delivered for the people, the need for a green party would be diminished. But it is now more than ever there is a need for a green party. We need to push these people left and they need to be dragged kicking and screaming because you're dealing with two corporate owned parties. We are the largest non-corporate owned party. And I, that's part of why I left the democratic party and I came here. Uh, it's got a lot to do with the corruption. Uh, so there, there was so much internal politics and corruption within the Democrats that I've witnessed personally. Uh, Chris Matthews' wife was my boss in the state of Maryland. So, yeah. So I'm quite familiar with seeing, you know, kind of how the sausage is made, so to speak, within that party. And that's what made me leave. And And just as gross. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Now, well, now that I'm here, Uh, it's interesting because I came in and I, the first group that reached out to me were obviously uh, the local Baltimore Green Party. And we ran Frank and Mueller Paz here, um, who was a phenomenal fundraiser, raised $100,000 in 100 days um, and got almost 40% of the vote. Uh, Meanwhile, there were uh, th- there was an all-out full-court press against Franca. Um, they had the former city council member going to the papers saying that Franca Mueller-Paz was white. Uh, just the name alone kind of really... Yeah, she's Latina, but she's really white. Um, it was, it was really, really dirty. Does she look white? 
Not really, no. Maybe a little light skinned, but definitely not like you could definitely tell she's Latina. Um, okay. Plus with with that name, uh that that claim really doesn't hold up when you read it on its face. So uh, what was the last name again? Franka Mueller Potts. Okay. Guys sound maybe Latino, a little Italian on that one, but okay. Yeah, ma- married, married into into something else. Oh, okay. And, okay. And hyphenated. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I believe. I'm not sure. I that, that that would be my guess, but I'm 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 not the best with with um, naming customs elsewhere. So. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, you're the uh, co uh, co co-person in charge of the membership i am the co-membership coordinator of the maryland green party yes we actually ran a whole ticket of young progressive uh hungry leftists who haven't been burned out by the system and i know you talked to one of them yesterday yeah um and yeah, Liv is obviously a big freaking ray of sunshine (laughs) and you can see why Liv had the charisma and the drive to to uh step up and lead this party and i get to go around in the background and say at least in this role and say how do we optimize our back-end process how do we how do we make it so that we are better communicating with people who are leaving the democrats people who have not voted for the democrats in a while people who have newly switched to the party find out what they want what if this is your policy if if your you know ecocentric policy what is it what's it look like and let's be honest does it sell i'm sorry i i view this very seriously i tire of the what i call the the um rabid stench of losing and the stereotyping inherent like i came from the other party like the reason that i'm here is because i see the opportunity to modernize our apparatus and build from there forward into something that resembles a modern day political party Mm. that we don't necessarily for right now we don't necessarily have the people to compete on a level in every you know jurisdiction with greens and also too frankly i want some vetting and i want somebody there to say hey you know let's let's keep it simple let's go with the very popular things that we know our green priorities that are also leftist priorities, you know, Medicare for all, Green New Deal, um, land back, and also um, free to, you know, free roam, uh, to be able to wander on, on federal land and, and, you know, hike and, and, and go camp and trail walk and, and what, what have you. Um, our lands should be our land uh, as far as belonging to all of the public. And we need more land for the public good 
we need our cities more livable, more bikeable, more walkable. We need our rural towns to have not only we need our we need better farm policy, but we need to better interconnect. Um, I, I know you, since you you talk to a lot of people, you probably know about the four hundred billion. It's probably a lot more now swindle that the telecom companies have have grifted from the American government to install terrible rural broadband across huge swaths of the country. We got to talk about that policy because that has failed. They need to pay that back. They need to pay that back plus interest, in my opinion. Uh, And if I, you know, if it were me and it were my Justice Department, I'd be going after, you know, stuff like that. But that that kind of corruption, that kind of grift, um, and we need to talk about also too. How do we power it? We need to power it more sustainably. Um, we need to change our energy grid radically, and it needs to happen soon. Like net zero by twenty thirty sounds radical, but that's what the science says. That's what the science says. So it's not that radical if all these scientists are saying you're running out of time. So what about the, uh, the, uh, the electric vehicle plant that's being uh, put into Kentucky? Is that, is that anything I, here? I think we, I think honest, honestly, the, one of the biggest things that America could do would be to modernize a rapid rail network, like the ultra high speed rail uh-huh. to go city to city with regular spurs that go into regions and smaller towns and such. Um, We need to be less reliant on vehicles to power our infrastructure. And the vehicles that we do need, need to power either a lot of, a lot of goods or a lot of people. And we, we deserve, not only that, we are paying so much per capita to get horrible results for what we pay per capita in taxes we should be getting a hell of a lot more when it comes to our infrastructure. We should have mo- we we should have the best trains in the world, and we should have we should have them all over the country. It when we talk about one of the biggest things that we need to do is we need more rapid transit. We need more mass transit. We need to reduce our reliance on vehicles entirely because. You can you can only get so much so much lithium for so many lithium ion batteries, and right. you are funding you're funding strip mining. You are tearing up the global south when you do this. So that is a far more comprehensive you know and complicated issue. But we need to talk about how we significantly and drastically reduce our reliance on fossil fuels, especially with cars especially with passenger vehicles. And that has to be a, I, I think it has to be a party-wide priority. Oh, how do you, how do you, and, and it has to make sense. It has to make sense just as much in Des Moines, Iowa, as it does here in Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah. And I don't know where you are uh, in your, in your anonymous compound in, you know, truth or consequences, New Mexico. No, you're not there. I, I hope, I uh, hope. But, First uh, of all, I'm in Ohio. Second of okay. all, that, 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 that's, that, uh, are you a wrestling fan? Huh? Are you a wrestling I, fan? I am, I, yes, I am a wrestling fan. I could tell because I was Cactus Jack's uh, 
Yes, yes. Feeling, uh, yeah, Tooth of Consequence in New Mexico. Yeah, I remember that back mm-hmm. in the 80s and 90s. Well, back in the 90s. But anyway, no, uh, one of the things we're going to be talking about is Green Party on first half and MM, kind of started a little bit on MMT in the second time or second, uh, the, the last 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which actually kind of goes along with the spending portion of how to get all these things done because a lot of stuff is done by legislation through Congress in regards to like rebates on companies that want to actually go to full mill deal as far as Green green New Deal and get that going. Uh, Uh, I I go back a couple years and I I went to a presentation from a Nobel laureate um, writer from Baltimore worked on the IPCC reports. There are huge opportunities in cleaning up this mess like we we here in baltimore um one of the things that we've we've faced and, and it's just practically just small small scale here is we have faced a significant amount of water pollution uh throughout the chesapeake bay throughout back river throughout the inner harbor middle river um all of our inlets leading out to the Chesapeake Bay have been just destroyed with pollution. Yeah. And uh, so now we have a, we have several now. Um, this breeds innovation. We have several uh, trash wheels. We have a Mr. Trash Wheel, a Captain Trash Wheel, and they're big and they got like fake looking googly eyes on them. And they're, they're wild looking. You think you can actually go find uh, Mr. Trash Wheel on Twitter at MR Trash Wheel. Um, shout out. Uh, but they're, they're not a sponsor. That's just a shameless plug. I just, I'm really a fan of cleaning up our waterways and, and it sifts trash out of it there. But it was, it was a, just a creation and they, they tried a pilot of it and they put, I think, three more in the water already. So, but again, we have to think outside the box. Um, this thing is self-powered, so it so it works on its own. So you know, it, it it's when we're talking about changing climate, when we're talking about how do we mitigate the damage, and we have to talk about it as that climate mitigation. Yeah, we're we're trying to stop as much damage as we can. Yeah. Uh, I, I am not that old, but I remember, you know, 20 years ago, it would be cold enough in mid October here in Baltimore that we would have to have the windows closed. Yeah. And it looks like late summer. I know. Uh, uh, when we got, when me and my fiance got to, uh, to Ohio, it was like February and 70. I'm like, welcome to climate change. That's exactly what what, what, what that is a product of. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we have to look practically. We, we have to also, uh, I think, as a party, except in the Greens, there is a significant pushback against the younger, more leftist elements of the party to really fight what i will call 
the the bad stereotype of the white liberal that we have here um the the ones who are well we're not going to go into the stereotypes you probably have heard all of them what we need to do is get back to basics and say we're the party that democrats aren't because we don't take the dirty money and we're gonna and if we get in we don't care. We're not beholden to the corporate donors. We'll give you Medicare for all. We'll give you a Green New Deal. We'll give you a massive jobs program. And we'll get this country's infrastructure back the best in the world. I think that's, you have to make it really simple. You've got to be able to fit it into like two sentences to be able to tell people, hey, you know that disappointment you feel? You feel it because they're part of the same system. The Democrats are there to do as little as humanly possible so that 1968 doesn't happen on their watch again and riots don't break out in the streets on their watch again. And they are willing to do as little as possible. That's why they let the unemployment run out. And we haven't seen this magical, you know, 700,000 jobs pop up out of nowhere. It's just not happening. People are done being exploited. And, and I, I absolutely feel for them. Um, I agree with them wholeheartedly. Uh, we need to stop worker exploitation in this country and, and join the rest of the damn world well, and uh, well, index many, it to inflation when we do. How many, gonna... how many Green Party members are going out uh, and being a part of these work stoppages and just being out there. I uh, know that there them. are some, um, unfortunately, being that we have, you know, what, less than a tenth of the membership of the major two parties. It is significantly different, and we are kind of limited on on actual people to get to things however we have gotten out to certain events we got out with march for medicare for all um we have and i know several other states have uh we got a nationally for that as well we were part of the national presence in dc as well as the the maryland presence so no i was referring to like uh any local uh, strikes that may be happening go and go there with with the shirt on and be represented because i i um that that's funny that you mentioned that part of what i do in my state party now and part of what i'm working on is a modernization program because when i took over the store that i took over was atrocious and just made me just shocked and appalled and if you go to for example one one of the duopoly websites you'll find things like t-shirts you'll find tote bags you'll find yard signs there were none of those three things there and it, it just shows a lack of care but it also shows what you can kind of expect when people aren't being paid to do this and that's yeah. another thing that is something huge this party needs to get better at and it they need to get better at fundraising yeah. they need to get better at what was that i was gonna say that, that uh this, this whole party needs to get better at fundraising they need to get better at making themselves marketable and seem normal and approachable and regular working class people 
Um, it's it's a dumb sidetrack, but it'll take 15 seconds. Uh, there was a big push against Lauren Boebert like two weeks ago, and this might be the only time that you'll ever hear me defend Lauren Boebert on something. But they went after Lauren Boebert because Lauren Boebert paid herself uh, to, you know, during a campaign out of campaign funds. Now, I it is my opinion, and I'm not the FEC. I'm just a dude here, but it is my opinion that that is a way that you shut out working class people, because if you can't raise money, like if, if I'm, if I'm going door to door, knocking on a hundred doors a day and I'm raised, I'm working and I'm making 200 calls and I'm running for office, but I, I can't, you know, potentially like I'm not a millionaire and I don't have all that money banked. I, I, I'm not a, a, you know, well-off dude. I'm a working class guy. Um, the, I'm the son of a union plumber and a, a waitress. So, uh, you know, it, it working class through and through, we don't got a lot of money, but we got a lot of heart. Yeah. So if we can't raise money, you know, to, and, and have it pay for like the roof over our heads and like making sure we get fed and whatnot, then I think you're punishing working class people there. As I said, one the one time, like the FEC is going after that and they're trying to make Lauren Boebert out to be some kind of enemy on that one. That's the one time I'll say, you know what? We need that because that's that's working class people right there. Working class people don't have the money to run for office. It costs a lot of money. Even if, even when I tell people, for example, okay, if if your competition's going to raise ten million dollars, you don't got to raise ten million dollars. But if you're not raising like one to two, you're not being serious and aggressive about trying to get your message out there you need to be able to pay people you need to be able to pay enough people and you need to be able to make sure that you can keep and maintain the talent that you have because they turn into the leaders and they the campaign leaders of the future and they eventually go run for office themselves you have to establish a bench but to establish a bench you need to be able to pay talent what good is is establishing a bench if the Democrats are going to come in and pay twice as much as uh, as I have three times as much as I possibly have to somebody to do this job uh, right. to to or to, you know, whatever the case may be, whether it's field operations or digital or back end, whatever, whatever this person is, theoretical person is good at. Uh, if we can't pay them competitive enough that they want to stick around because they like it here we're not going to win and we can't build something bigger long term so there needs to be a reimagining and and we need to be able to to do it uh kind of a unique way we kind of have to thread the needle because we don't take the dirty money but we still need to be really good marketers it's kind of a conundrum right it's the paradox of well you got to to, to do the mutual aid, you've got to raise money and then you can build the ground presence and one thing has to feed another, but you kind of, you see where we're going here. Yeah. We're going in circles when we try to talk about it. One thing's got to happen and be the catalyst for the change. Well, and well, then you're, it's going to bounce around like a root. It, it's, it's, it's two things from what I have to say. Commitment yeah. 
commitment of people to 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 make a better party. Yeah. And to and and to to make it not so decentralized. That's where you get the the people who don't actually follow what the what the ten pillars are. They'll come in, yeah. say they do, and start creating a lot of trouble. That's what happened in in a couple of uh, states where the Green Party had to separate itself and and uh, and deauthorize them. I don't know how you would do that. Yeah, but. yeah. Um, and I I honestly I I've been in. If you act against that, I've been in favor of that. I do see the need to have a coherent national strategy and certain things have to be, certain parameters have to be non-negotiable here. Like I, and I do, I, I feel vehemently that we can, we can make a decentralized party where we have different locals and different strengths of them but i want them to be i want them to be of a certain strength i want them to represent us in a certain way and i don't i i think there's there's a there's been a push especially um from from younger folks who i've talked to have been in the party to kind of be more clear and coherent from from a national perspective about that you you don't need to be centralized to still have strong support there and i feel like that is that's one of the places that we're lacking is is to be able to say hey like we can plug you into certain things that you know are going to cost you more money elsewhere for example that are like we we need to like when i talk about modernization uh we need to potentially build something proprietary that needs to be something that nationally speaking so that we can modernize our campaigns so that we can you know get into 2021 here yeah um and really start turning this into the party that we need to be we have to fully kind of embrace being able to work on some of this and then have it be turnkey implementation to where to where the other state and local parties actually want to use the stuff. I know that's a that's a radical thought here. <laughs> that's 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 bold talk here. Well, but uh, you got to make you got to make something that people want to use over over the current uh, the current software on the market, the current uh, you, you know the various website designers, etc. on the market, and we got to bring this thing into twenty twenty one. Part of the the issue that I've seen is there's far too much reliance on just a patchwork approach of technologies. That's one of the things that I I've looked to try to change in my current role. And um, I've been working with a couple of people. There's, there's nothing official that I can announce yet, but I've been working with a couple of people who are trying to do the same. So okay, I, I'm excited about the results. Hopefully, those will come in the months ahead here so okay that sounds good yeah Uh, now i might be short on time now um that's okay uh i know you wanted to get into a little bit of mmt just a little bit uh now i i i got into this a little bit uh wondering how can we afford to do like all the wars and all this other stuff and yet be deprived the national debt so then I, I started looking it up and I was like, how do right. we pay for these things, right? And so yeah. so people like Warren Moser came up 
and mm-hmm. uh, Stephanie Kelton came up. I'm like, okay, well, let me take a look at these guys. Who knows? And that's when well, I what was that first name again? Uh, well, the second one was Stephanie Kelton, the first one was Warren Mosler. Okay. Yeah. And Warren Mosler was the one that actually discovered the whole uh, sequence in the financial system. He, he hmm. owned the bank and he, he, I think he went to Yale or something like that and it, uh, has a degree in economics. Uh, right. And so he, so he, he, he noticed the sequences and he started working on it and started to actually promote it. Okay. Looking at countries that can, that have the power to, the power of the central bank to be able to create their own money to pay for what they need. Yeah. And that's basically, that's basically the kind of system we have as far as that part as a, as a whole, we create, we're able to, we have the ability to create our own currency. Yeah, we we create it through the banks, and and the banks add to it out of thin air, and you know fractional reserve essentially. Uh, Actually, nowadays to keep inflation down from quantitative easing, they they asset purchase it so that it's dollar for dollar, not dollar for too much of this dollar, that sort of thing. So that that's what they've been that that's they've been doing to stifle out the inflation from the central bank side. Yeah, the inflationary uh, portion right now is the lack of supply and the supply and demand. Right now, I, I I have put up on Twitter quite a few times that the cargo ships on the on the coast of California, uh, both uh, L.A. and uh, Long Beach, that are willing to come in and drop off a whole bunch of uh, groceries and stuff of that nature mm. to bring down the inflation uh, at the stores, but then they're not allowed to. At least not yet, according to like because of COVID or something to that effect. But I think it kind of helps the narrative of inflation, which. Yeah. And it, I'll be honest with you, uh, just hearing that combined with the, the kind of the unemployment cliff, if you will, um, it kind of feels like a power play. And yeah. trying to force people back to, into work, into jobs that they hate, and they're not going back to. Yeah, and guess actually. what? You've you've now you've got almost you know you've got okay what six hundred seven hundred thousand dead from COVID or COVID related. Um, you're yeah. also talking about how many people who are long haulers who aren't healthy enough to go back to work. Uh, you've got people who had drastic lifestyle shifts in the meantime, you might be talking about 2 million people who are just out of the workforce now. Yeah. Uh, who aren't that, coming back. Well, then also you have a lot of people who actually retired. So they're not, yeah. so they're not trying to go back yeah. to work anyway. Uh, so you have that. And plus with the, with the wage decrease that's happened the last 40 years, is not exactly uh, allowing people to come back to work for a higher, higher wage. And since it's not, since it wasn't dictated by the Senate, big corporations can actually offer that. Then at some point, when business starts picking up and prices are able to go down, then the mm. wages will go down. Yeah, yeah. The the employers and and there's been people I've I've talked to who said you know they've got signs in the window, but they're not high. That, and that's the reason why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's 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 a false sense of that and. Uh, I encourage every single person who might be listening to, you know, if they go to a shopping center or whatnot, go play them, pit them against each other. Say, hey, this one said they'll give me, you know, 10 50 an hour, 11 50 an hour, and they're unionized. What do you got to offer? Yeah. And go, go down the list. 
And, you know, even, even if you're just going to mess with them, even if you're just going to troll it and put it on the internet, Hey, you know what? Watch them, watch them fight like dogs, watch them fight like dogs. You know, what do we got to lose? At, the, at some point, I, I want to see them fight each other, and I want to watch them lose. Yeah. Hold on, I'm gonna. I got to mute you. I think there might be a siren coming here. <laughs> no, but um, no I, w- I was. I was actually going to say, um, we back our dollar in blood anyway. So yeah, towards as such, yeah, yeah, and th- yeah, that that that's an interesting aspect of it too, because I also looked up how much Pentagon has actually spent since nine eleven. About thirty-five trillion. Yeah, and, and that's and, what we know about. That's yeah, yeah. we we don't like. I know that the the twenty-one trillion dollar number was floating that's, around. That, we don't know that we that could be that could be a low ball. We don't know uh, that that's that's actually um, everything that it says. But but because of the waste inherent, because of the culture of waste, it would not surprise me to see that being higher. I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt if more than half of them were off the books type of money exchanges with, uh, you know, uh, warlords or whomever is, is in between different provinces in Afghanistan, Pakistan, whatever else, uh, combined with uh, the uh, ten trillion dollars in corporate debt that is still on the books in the Fed. Uh, I would suspect mm-hmm. about ninety percent of the national debt, quote unquote is actually more or less uh, the military industrial complex and the corporate debt. Yeah. And, and given yeah. the fact that a lot of those corporate debt uh, also have got the money uh, to do the war in the first place, it's kind of, it, it goes in circles this way. So, and there, yeah. in, in, uh, in my opinion, that the only way that there's debt is if we got the money from another country, which we don't have to do that. I, I am a firm believer in that we need to re-nationalize all of our military operations so that we, the people, have it in-house and can vote it down. Um, right now, because of the way the money gets transferred through various military contractors, shell companies, um, I, I have gone following the money. Sometimes the rod is too deep for even me. After yeah. about three or four layers, it gets really hard to, it, it gets really hard even for experts to right. track. Yeah. So we have to talk seriously about how come, and, and I think I think the point, I, I made this point very simply earlier, uh, probably a couple of days ago. It, it's ridiculous that we are, ha- we have a must pass 700 some trillion dollar almost 800 trillion dollar or 800 billion dollar to 8 trillion dollars over 10 years sorry misspoke um but we get an 800 billion dollar uh military budget over uh, per year that's a must pass every two years that bill comes up that's a must pass bill but and, and we got to talk we we can't find anywhere to cut that but but we're cutting through into 350 billion a year. First off, those numbers should be flipped. We should have a, a 750 to 800 billion or 800 billion dollar must pass infrastructure and green climate mitigation bill. And and we need to be talking about where to cut the mil, 350 billion dollar military. I'm and just the saying one part, and the one person, that'd be a hell of a start. 
and the one person that is in charge of doing any part of that is Joe Manchin, who gets the majority of his money from coal and gas and oil. Yep. So unless yep. he's thrown off the uh, the uh, the uh, gas or oil resources, whatever whatever it is that committee is chairman of, that's not going to happen. Maryland's done a little bit better of a job of trying to prevent in in Western Maryland um, a lot of the the fracking on the mountains. Um, but if you go into Pennsylvania or you go into West Virginia, all you see is coal and natural gas. Yeah. All you see is coal and natural gas. Yeah. Right. And, and, and it's causing, you know, people can't drink the water. So eventually your towns dry up, people move out. They don't want to come back, of course. Yeah. Like, and, and you're, you're left with decades of cleanup and we got to stop this. This, this ain't worth it. We can, we can figure ways that that we can make significant significantly more sustainable energy um we need to use modern technology and and potentially look at uh how we did things in the 1930s you know for example if we if we do hydropower we know now significant advancements in that technology we can go modernize every dam that we have yeah well that would be something that that would be a use of of that technology and we would make them significantly more efficient yeah so well on that note uh we're gonna have to end it on all right it's been a pleasure it's been my pleasure as well as far as that part goes i hope that we can get more into uh on monetary theory the next time and uh indeed and maybe i'll have more uh more details that would be not so jumbled as i as i put it just a moment ago but if you don't know, yes, please look up Warren Mosler. Please look up uh, Stephen Kelton, uh, Mike uh, Norman. Yes. Uh, those those yes. people to learn more about it. And I'm familiar bring, with Stephanie. Yes. Okay. Well, the reason why I bring up MMT is because that will take out the whole how we got paid for it at the policymaking. Yeah. And uh, more understanding of legislative spending and not the how we got taxing because we have to spend before we tax anyway. So. Great. Also, um, people can just let people know again they can follow me at justin and be more uh mdgreens.org uh come check us out and right, uh hope to hope to get things uh get things going and, and really uh kick started for 2022 here you I'm take care so. okay uh, you too i'm hoping so it's been a pleasure thank you pleasure of mine have a good day take care Bye-bye. bye bye that's it for this episode of just now